Happy Money Monday, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Women Effect Podcast. I am your host, Chris Ross, and if you're new to us, welcome. I am incredibly grateful that you're joining us for the first time. The outcome that we're after on each episode of this show is to introduce you to as many people as we cross paths with to inspire and to help you, our listeners, to manifest anything you want out of life. How we go about achieving this is one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, that's success. Our feature guest for this week is a college dropout turned waiter to self-taught, successful, surreal entrepreneur. Marcus Whitney is the CEO of Health Further, strategic advisory firm working with leading healthcare organizations to navigate disruptive change, as well as the founding partner of Jumpstart Health Investors, the most active venture capital firm in America focused on innovative healthcare companies with a portfolio over 100 companies. He is a co-founder of a major league soccer team, Nashville Soccer Club. He has been listed in Upstart 100 by Upstart Business Journal, Power 100 by Nashville Business Journal, and has been featured in Inc., TechCrunch, Fast Company, and The Atlantic. And that's not enough accolades. He's also a best-selling author of Create and Orchestrate, about claiming your creative power through entrepreneurship. He's also the producer and host of Marcus Whitney Live, an interview show live stream Monday through Friday at 12 Central on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Twitch, and Marcus Whitney's Audio Universe, a podcast on all major platforms. Marcus is also a member of the board of the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum, the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation, Instruction Partners, and an Arts Commissioner for the City of Nashville. Without any further delay, stand by for a quick message from our co-host of our show, Wes Bays, and enjoy the show, guys. Now, before I bring on our guest, I want to ask you a quick question. How would you like to get access to free training live with Chris and myself every single week? If that's you, here's what you need to do. Go to Facebook and like our Winject Facebook page. There you're going to see more content from us in general, as well as gain exclusive access to those live training sessions on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, where Chris and I are talking about extremely important topics in business, sales, and personal development. You can't find this content anywhere else, so make sure you follow that Facebook page today. Now, without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on our guest. All right, everyone. I'd like to welcome Marcus Whitney to the show. Marcus, welcome. What's up? What's up? Good people. Chris, what's, what's up, man? Man, you know it. You know it. You know it. Brooklyn in the house. Brooklyn. Let's do it. Let's get it, man. I'm really excited to have you on. Finally, it feels like it's been a lifetime since the last time we spoke on the phone. I think we went for about an hour. That one. It's about, how long has that been? Uh, Man, I don't know. Three weeks. Not not that long. Not that long. What? It's been, I, I did this last time. I just, I can't, I don't know, man. I fit, I fit like five days in one <laughs> sometimes and I get to the point, you know how it is. I mean, you wrote a book on this is, you know, the creative power yes. and once you get into that zone, us as entrepreneurs, we can potentially lose hours and hours. And then next thing you know, you're like, was well, it Saturday? Like what day is it? Like any day that ends in wide move, but I'm excited to have you on, man. I'm really excited here, man. And, and uh, you know, it's just a privilege to be in front of your, your incredible audience as well, man. Right. Per perfect. Um, there's so much you've done and I, we're going to get into that and we're to break it all down and, you know, talk about it and go into detail on, you know, especially the you know, four pillars of the creative power. I think that was the biggest thing that jumped out to me the most was yeah. the well-being innovation, you know, the drive, which that's something you spoke on a Ted talk about the hustle, that word 
hustle that people sometimes use in different forms or fashions and has different meanings. And of course, entrepreneurship. Yeah. I mean, your book create, you know, was it create and orchestrate? Oh, you got it. You got top it. like the top, number one book for overcoming fears of entrepreneurs. Entrepreneur magazine had you in. That's the that's that's just a huge accomplishment because you know what it is, man. Everyone's a freaking best selling author, but they're not really a best selling author, yeah. but you're actually the real deal. So yeah really excited to have you on it. I mean for the most part, I guess we can kind of lean in and kind of get started with this. You're walking in Nashville, right? Brooklyn going to Nashville, going into the restaurant, going, sitting down, and someone walks up to you and says, hey, what do you do for a living? Like, how would you kind of describe that? Entrepreneur. Simple. Simple. Keep it simple. Entrepreneur. And then from there, I can kind of navigate the conversation, you know, based on how they respond. You know, so, right. you know, they might be an entrepreneur. And so then we can get into the variety of different things that we do, or they might be like, now, what, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And depending on the attitude, I might say... You know, I run a venture capital firm. I might say right. minority owner in a pro soccer team. I'm, you know, like it just depends on where where we're going with it. Right. And the list goes on and on and on. There's so many different things. I'm looking forward to the future and all the things you will end up creating because there's a lot of areas of opportunity for us to kind of break down. But where do you think that comes from? Is it like a gene inside of us that we're crazy and we know how to make me say, oh, you know, I'm, hey, I put in hours, I've, you know, because I know that you come from programming, right? And you put in those, you know, 100,000 hours, whatever that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, putting in the time and then looking, then looking for an opportunity and just going with it. And that's kind of was, was for myself. And I've interviewed a lot of entrepreneurs like yourself that put in a time and are like, okay, I'm enough. It's enough. I'm ready. I mean, was that, was that that kind of like moment for you that motivated you to say, all right, to hell with it. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah, man. So, so, so you, you, you say that we're, that we're crazy, which is one way to say it. And it is certainly not incorrect. You know what I mean? I, right. I, I tend to think about people like us as ambitious, creative rebels, you know, mm -hmm. to try to add a little bit more color to it. You know, like we're, we're driven in a way that I don't even think like we, you know, it's probably something in our childhood or something that makes us this driven, you know what I mean? But like, we just are, you know what I mean? Like, we, we, we feel a need to have significance. We feel a need to, to make our mark in the world, you know, and we, and we, and we measure that different ways, but we, all of us crazy folks, like we, we have this kind of above average ambition, you know what I'm saying? Um, we're creative, you know, like, you know, I, I love that. I love that every time I see you online, your name is trademarked, you know what I'm saying? And like, you, you know, you've created protocols, you've created processes, you've packaged them up you know, so that you can get them out to people and you can scale them. You know what I mean? So that, that, that's creativity, man. It's, you know, this show, mad creativity, you know, and then the rebellious piece, which is not going with what was already there, you know, not going right. status quo, you know, entering into a market and saying, I can do this better. There's a better way. And there's always a better way. That's the thing about it, man. There's always a better way, you know, always there's, I mean, there's what's always available is both sides. I mean, you can either look at it and play the victim if whatever current event. And I talked about this actually in a training. I believe it was yesterday in one of one of the contracts that were obviously contracted through in a company. Talked a lot about the victim mentality, you know, equals mediocrity. Because you, you everyone makes a choice. You're gonna sit back and point fingers and be like, ah, oh, me type of bullshit in that story. But you need to change the narrative. And if you have an optimistic lens and you're looking at what's always available as an opportunity, it's an opportunity for you to take a second and go, all right, that didn't work out. I got punched in the face. <laughs> I need to adapt and overcome and just keep moving in that drive. And it could be just by defining your competitive advantage. I mean, 
Have you sat down and went from maybe just your childhood to coming from Brooklyn, going to Nashville? It takes a lot of courage in that way. And what is the something that Marcus pulls from and draws from every single day? So I, I have, um, I, I have both a really solid sense of self-belief, you know, okay. and, and like to the point where I expect certain things from myself, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I expect that I will create value in the world. I expect that I will impress people. I expect that, that. I'm going to be able to help people. So th- that those are expectations I have of myself. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then I do think that we're, we're all products of our environment and, coming from Brooklyn, it's, it's just hard. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's, there's a level of hustle. You don't even realize you're being injected with, you're just growing up. You know what I mean? It's just, just, yeah. Just catching it. You're you're catching it in all directions and you're, it's actually laid. It's so deep in your subconscious. You probably have no idea. I don't even know that. I don't even know it's there. I just know Mm -hmm. I'm wired this way. I just know I like to work, you know, work, work is a happy place for me. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? and and I have to catch mm-hmm. myself pulling away from work to make sure I get that workout in, or like I get the family time in, and those other things because I could easily work 14, 16 hours a day, like with no breaks, and be happy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's more like I have to remember. Oops, I need balance. I need you know, relationships are important. My health is important. I need to get up out of the chair. I need to stretch. I need to run. All that other kind of stuff. So yeah, man. I think I think the way we're wired. Part of it is us, but part of it we all have to admit, you know, is 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 beyond us. It's gifts, it's environment, it's things like it's that. exposure. Yeah. I, I, I truly believe success is all about exposure. At some point, you're going to be start being exposed to it. some of us is later on in life. It could be your surroundings, your demographic, whatever that might be for people. But being once you're exposed to a certain way of thinking or way of being, it's like you can't go back once you make that shift. Like I was telling folks on a meeting one time, I was like, man, I, I'm too far gone. I there's it's either it's go like I just I, I can't go back like what am I gonna do like go work for someone I I it is it's impossible I mean yeah granted if God forbid something happened to me or happened to whatever the situation and I was forced to I'm yeah I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to put food on the table and you know and put food in my kid's mouth and, and food you know clothes on my back and, and survive because I'm a survivor but we're all survivors. And that's the, that's the way of the only way of thinking. I mean, there's, I'm not going to lose. I'm just going to learn a different way of looking at a situation or whatever type of setback. And that comes from, you know, deep in your subconscious. A lot of people are just not alone in their own thoughts and they're scared to be alone in their own thoughts. And that's how, that's where the rewiring takes place. I mean, you coming from Brooklyn, going to national waiting tables and your, your story is phenomenal. And I loved your TED talk, by the way, you talked about the hustle and you Thank even you. used Nino Brown and all these different references and, and Rick, was it Rick Ross? Yeah. yeah you were yeah. talking about, yep. and it's a different ways, but the first rule of hustle is lie, but you put believe. And I, I love the, the whole way, the way that you explained it. Can you talk about that kind of leaning in coming from your upbringing and then going to Nashville, the different demographic change, culture change, and then also just with having that natural ability, just being able to hustle and drive. Can you talk yeah. about that for a minute? Yeah, for sure, man. So, you know, like when I, what, what I talked about in the TED talk was how my introduction to the term hustle was very much from hip hop and streets, right? So yep. either like the hip hop concept of a hustler or like new Jack hustler, you know, like that movie, you know, Nino Brown, like you said, where hustling was about, you know, selling drugs or whatever, right on the street. Right. And so the thing that I always associated with hustling was, um, 
what what you said. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like your gift of gab. And and then if you think about it from a hip hop perspective, there was always the storytelling aspect of things. And really, you know, what I brought up Rick Ross was, you know, what I said was, and and this is you know, this is props to Rick Ross, man. But you know, I said, you know, every every rapper exaggerates. It's like it's part of the deal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What they're doing is they're establishing a narrative that is going to become their future. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, they don't start with all this money. They they wrap their way to the to the money. And I love what you were talking about the narrative. So what I, you know, what I was trying to say is. You got to get the story straight in your head. Yep. I mean, about where 100%. you want to be and where you want to go. And the reality is when you don't have those things, you know, and, and they don't have to be material things. It could be work ethic. It could be you don't have the work ethic you want yet. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You got to start to establish a narrative with yourself that lets your subconscious work on your behalf. And so that's why that's why I said, you know, you got to lie a little bit, which is really just you got to say something that doesn't necessarily reflect your environment or your current reality to get to where you want to go. You know what I mean? Right. And that's that lying is really more it's 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 more belief, but just understanding that it's not going to necessarily be exactly what you're experiencing in that moment. Mm-hmm. And and luckily for you, you were born into an environment at a very young age where that hustle comes from work ethic. You know I mean, in order for you to have a very strong work ethic and having somewhere to go, you need direction. <laughs> right and that yeah. comes from your mind like i created myself in my own mind years ago before when now that i'm living the life that i've created and manifested and i love when people tell me oh you can't do this or this 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 whatever they try to put that on you and project yep. it and, you know ridicule you mock you and talk a lot of shit whatever and then ask you for a job i love this stuff <laughs> and and they'll go i remember when you were in blah blah blah, blah and then they'll have to give me whatever that is in their mind of a snapshot when their memory <laughs> took that snapshot. And they'll tell me, I'm like, I, I appreciate your judgment. And I appreciate your judgment of who I was at that time. It lets me know how far I've actually came. And I really appreciate you. Thank you. And I'll just move on. Like right. enjoy the same beer from the same bar stool in the same freaking city that you're at right now in the same type of lack of piece of ass you have out here. So the whole thing is, is it's just about you kind of figuring out in your own mind. It sounds like, you know, what you want to become. Yeah. And sure. yeah, just what you want to become. I'm like, Wes, talk about that if you can and kind of explain that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's where I actually might, I have a, a question for you here, Marcus. And the funny thing is you've already actually already answered this throughout this conversation, but I want to give it kind of direct to the audience about, so when Chris in the beginning talked about that victim mentality, right? And then you said something really interesting, which I completely agree with is you have that expectation of yourself. Like, this is just who I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to do. That, that's that's it. There's no other expectation. Where do you define the, like, where, where would you differentiate between expectation of standard and expectation of entitlement? And and how would you, I guess, advise someone on the differentiation between those two things? I mean, to me, the difference sounds like work. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? Like entitlement is like, you don't understand that you have to work for every bit of it, you know? Um, like, like, like right now, Chris, I told you, you know, you asked me about, about my show and I said, I'm in the middle of a rebranding. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've got 140 episodes that are, you know, either, uh, audio only or, or, or video. And then I've got a bunch of other old videos and stuff that I did. And so part of the rebrand is I'm kind of putting it all together. I'm like getting all the titles together. I'm going to redo all my thumbnails. And I'm doing that work. I mean, this is like really, really 
you know, it's, it's what people would call data monkey or like get an intern to do it or whatever. But like, but it's that you lose you though. You right. lose you. I, yeah. I, I want to do it, you know, and it's going to take me weeks to do this really repetitive, you know, not super strategic work. But I am under no illusion that like, if I want to get to that next place, this has to be done and it has to be done right. I don't want to outsource to anybody because I want I want to I want to learn through the working process. You know, even mm -hmm. if I make a mistake and I have to go all the way back. Basically, I just don't ever expect that I'm going to get anything I don't work for. Like yeah. I, I I have no I I have no expectation of that. So I think that's it's the bottom line is do you do you deeply believe that you have to work for what you get in this world? You know, mm -hmm. if you don't have that belief, that's where all the entitlement stuff comes in. Right. Yeah. No one's coming to save you. No. no. When you realize that, I mean, even the closest people that you have, you know, next to you sleeping at night, sometimes that might be secretly, you know, not saying wanted you to fail or want harm upon you, right? They don't want that type of situation, but they don't want to lose you that sense of control and changing who you were at that time for them and seeing you have enough time. I, I struggle with this in my personal life that, yeah, I'm I'm willing to put in 15, 16, 18 hours a day in. Because I felt like I had to during that time. And that was the growth phase. And yeah, it's okay to compromise your quality of life in certain areas momentarily. But when you do it over a certain time, then there's other areas of your life where you're lacking your basic human needs. And it's kind of hard going back to, hey, I built all these successful businesses. It's all good. I have time for you now. Well, you don't really feel like you are needed. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I know that you're married, right? And that's a... It's a, it's a, and you have a really strong marriage, which I love. And you know, you have, how many kids you got one kid, just a, two, 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 two now. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, how hard is that to kind of explaining your vision? Do you go that route explaining your vision or do you go with the, like, I don't know, like, Hey, Hey babe, I'm more, I'm working on this for this amount of time and I'm going to give you this time. And now it feels like what's left over. Walk me through that kind of like conversation if you can for the listeners. Yeah, you know, I I think I think over time you get better, you know, because people get to understand each other better. In the beginning, right. harder, right? It's just like anything. The beginning of a business is harder. The beginning of a relationship mm -hmm. is harder. Over time, you get a little bit more of a deeper understanding. I think um, communication has to be uh, a top priority. You know, mm -hmm. you you really can't over communicate. I don't believe. You know what I mean? Because you want to at least make sure people know where you're coming from or what you're experiencing or what you're going through and give them a benefit of give, give them the benefit of the doubt that that they can that they can process something. You know what I mean? Don't feel like you need to kind of hold this thing back because oh they they might freak out. They're really going to freak out when you do it anyway, which you're going to and right. you do actually give them a heads up on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So so one of the things I've I've learned and and you know by making this mistake is you know, I try to over communicate. I try, I try to, I try to let my wife know when we have dinner or when we're, you know, on walks, I try to just give her small nuggets. You know what I mean? Of just like, Hey, what's running on, what's running through my brain just so she knows where I am. So like stuff doesn't come out of left field, you mm -hmm. know, when, when it actually, it don't have to be cut off guard. That's for sure. Yeah. When a big thing happens, she's able to put it together. She's seeing, okay. I remember you told me this. I remember you told me that. Okay. Put it together. It's emotional intelligence. Exactly. Right. I could put it together. And then also just, just being able to say in advance, Hey, look, I got a heavy week coming. I'm going to, you know, I got this meeting. I got this meeting. I'm going to have to prepare. There's going to be a late night for me. Just get out in front of it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You know, and then make sure that's not every week for the next 20 weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like you can do it one week. You can do it two weeks. Mm -hmm. When you get to week three. Okay. 
Like, what are we doing here? Well, that's right? when you come on balance and online. I mean, the hardest battle, I, I mean, I, and this is something that, you know, I've had to go back in and, and, and identify. It's like, I teach this to companies, corporations now. Don't do it that much more individually. It's just different capacity. I'm still serving. Yes. But when I felt like at that one point in that one time in my life where I felt like everything was unraveling for me and Wes remembers the conversation and I'm going to get all the way into it. But when that happened to me, I had to go back in and force myself to be vulnerable and feel it and lean in. And once I did that, then I became out more powerful and I was able to serve more and in all the er other areas of my life, because there's not really truly no work-life balance. It's just, just my life. Just your life. One life, right? This is my life, baby. This is my life. You only get one. You only get one. We're all going to die. And no one's coming to save you. And no one's going to care about your business or whatever you're into as much as you. No matter, doesn't matter how much you try to communicate. Because I try to communicate my vision and it sounds freaking out, outrageous to people. <laughs> so, but it's not my job to communicate. And I, I love what you said is dropping little subtle things and little nuggets and just trying to sprinkle it in and let them put the pieces of the puzzle together. I think that was beautiful. Thank you. It's good yeah, advice. For sure, man. It's it, look, it's really, really hard. And, I, and for entrepreneurs, it's the hardest. You know, one, one of the things I didn't say um, is I think we are a, uh, we're a specific breed of human, us, mm -hmm. us crazy entrepreneurs, right? And I think your mate doesn't have to be an entrepreneur, but they should understand and accept that you are. Right. right? I mean, because the, uh, their expectation needs to be aligned with, with the reality, mm -hmm. right? It needs to be aligned with the reality. Now, now they should not expect that you're going to just be entrepreneur 100% of the time and they're whatever, but they do need to know there are going to be these windows of time. They're going to mm -hmm. come. They're gonna come for sure. Either you're starting something new, or you got. We're always doing something. I've yeah. learned that we're yeah. always gonna be doing something. That's right. That's right. It's it's who we are. We can't stop being that, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, I just think it's it's important to be with someone who loves you for who you are. You know, and not mm -hmm. doesn't change you, right? And who you should be. Yeah, that's right. You know, and I and that's that's where a lot of I mean, I love that part about the communication because I I know that there's a lot of people out there that tune into our show. And maybe sometimes, Wes, we don't really talk about that in a bigger picture and really explaining the behind the scenes and with your spouse and the communication that you have to have, even if they're not the like-minded or about that life. <laughs> you don't need to be about the life to be a part of my life. I just need to be able to communicate a little, drop a little, little nuggets to you. Like, hey, this is what's going to be happening. I got a crazy week, but I'm going to smash that shit. <laughs> so, you know me, I'm going to win. This is what we do every day. Win. We do tomorrow. Tomorrow. Win. Same story, man. You just give me a different script. I'm just going to go at it a different way. I mean, that's where the drive comes from and just the tenacity, right? And just overcoming at all costs, no matter what. And that's something that or our show is primarily about come from the win-win effect and obviously what's been the best interest of every party involved coming from education sales. And it comes from then we started really investigating the winning mentality that at some point, you're going to have to make that shift and for you to take a full accountability of your life from the choices and decisions you made all the way up and led you to right now. How hard is that to communicate that someone that's really stuck in a rut? Do you think? I think it's hard. I think it's hard. Um, I think the pe I think that people, you know, we're, we're, we're touching on the same topic from a variety of different angles. Right. Right. And, and that same topic is, you are, you have the power. 
whether you think you do or you don't, right? And the most, and, and the worst situation is when you don't think you do, because you still do. So what you do is you give the power up to what? You give the power up to the negative narrative that you've embraced that says you don't have the power, which mm -hmm. is the worst situation to be in, right? Mm -hmm. and, and and I think that when people are in a rut, man, it's like, it's like I, you know, the teacher appears when the student is ready. You know what I'm saying? None of us can make somebody change. You know what I'm saying? But when they come and they're ready to change, we can really help them with that change. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's all about them. You know what I mean? All we are here to do is put a mirror up. Right. And to catalyze them, but they always have to do the work. You always have to do the work. We turn this thing off. It's all about, okay, you're going to go reflect on this and then what are you going to do with it? What am I going to do with it after this conversation? You know, I'm going to get hyped up. I'm getting, I'm getting good. Right. Transfer energy. Yep. It's all right. Transfer energy. What do I, that's the, that's the question, you know? So right. I, I tell people all the time and every, every time I, I get into one of these, these, these public conversations, there are always those people who are in a rut. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I just say, and so it is, you know what I mean? Right. Well, that's you know, the way of saying it. What you said doesn't apply because you had X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Chris, you and I have already talked about background, man. So it's like, I know you're not hearing it and I'm not hearing it. Right. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, you, you, you hit me with that type of, and you would actually, you don't even need to say anything. You, I can feel your vibe. Right. And I can literally see your gears deflecting all the stuff or suppressing emotions or you just, you know, pointing fingers at victim mentality. And like, literally you, you sound like, what is it? A Charlie Brown, like, wah, 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 wah. You don't, I don't, I don't even hear what you're saying to me. Yeah, that's right. But what I need to do is I need to get your attention and I need to let you see what your life is going to look like. If you continue to keep going down this path. That's right. And, and I need to make it real for you, like really real. And sometimes it's all about just change. I learned that from, you know, uh, I can't remember what event I went to. This is like 10 years ago and they changed their state like that. And it was just like, they got their attention. It wasn't from the best. It wasn't from Tony. It was somebody else that changed their state and it got their attention. And when it got their attention, they're like, okay, now I see it's a real problem, but you need to see it. I can't tell you it's a problem. That's right. That's right. You need to see it and you need to go to the event and, and be even open to the idea that you right. can see it. You know what I mean? The, the, the enrollment, the enrollment in your future in, mm -hmm. in, in what happens to you, you know, right. that agency, you got to have it, man. You got to have yeah. it. It's like shedding these different layers and, and shout out to um, Brian Bogart. I think he's the person that, 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 you know, connected us. And he talked about that on his episode where he came on and blessing our audience with all the little golden nuggets that, and from his story. He's amazing. You know, he's, he's a f amazing. He's one of my favorite humans of all time, seriously. And he talked about, you know, shedding layers because we're born in our true essence of who we are and who we're supposed to be. It's when we're projecting all this other stuff, you know, limiting beliefs and all these different things, situations, and stories and our emotions. When you start shedding layers, like I can care less, man. All I want to do is just make an impact with people. That's and it. that's all I go after. Is how can I make an impact with this human that I'm talking to and leave them better from when they very first met me and put them in a better mood? It could be just simple. Give them a little a different way of looking at life. And that could be something that people, you know, they, they hear what we're talking about. And these, and I call them success zombies. You know what I mean? They keep going to all these freaking events and shit. Like, you know, <laughs> and they go to the next one and the next one. I know you probably see this a lot. They're always there. Right. I saw you at this one. I saw you like, what the fuck happened? Like, <laughs> why are you still here? Go do it. Move. What have you done? 
Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Chris, like, like, I mean, just, just a question for you, man, because you know, you, you've accomplished so much, man. And, um, you know, I know we're, we're around the same age, right? I think, yeah, I think so. I'm 39. Oh, um, you're, you're way younger than me. I'm 40. So I'm 44. So well, I mean, were you trying to say that I look 44? <laughs> Do I look 44? I mean, is it the knowledge? Is it the knowledge? Yeah, it's the knowledge. Yeah. It's the knowledge and it's the knowledge and the, and the track record, man. And, you know, for you, this is even more true than, than for me. It's like, don't you just when you look back at what you've accomplished, you know, the work you put in and what you've been able to accomplish. And then you look ahead. Don't you just get this sense like, holy cow, man, life is long. You know, yeah. like there's so much different legs. There's different legs, just like there's three legs of my day. Right. Yeah. And there's different legs of your life. I, I mean, I'm right. four. I'm looking at what I've accomplished and I feel like it's, it's to some degree, kind of a lifetime's worth of accomplishments. I got a 21 year old, a 19 year old you know, right. accomplishments. And then, you know, the, you know, these other like business things that have been cool and impacted. I made on other people and I'm like, but I'm only 44. Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, you know, I'm still mad healthy. You know, I'm sober, uh, you know, right. I'm squatting 480. Like I'm, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm a machine, right? I, yeah. I got like another, I got another, this book that I wrote only covers 20 years. I got mm -hmm. Three more of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't understand how you can't, how, how you can get on that, on that wheel where you're just going to the events all the time and you're not like actually putting numbers on the board and really experiencing the fullness of life, man. Cause, cause and life is to be experienced. Right. It is. It's about being present in the now, right? That Eric Totally he wrote the book and he has talked about everyone lives, you know, most people live in their past or living in the future. They're not present and looking at their own two feet, right? That's another thing that Bogart was talking about. And that's difficult for people. And I, I have made a joke about this. And, and someone told me one time, it's like, you've lived so many different lives. You come from Charleston and then sister passing away. And then you going and just said, fucking, I'm not going to go to college. I'm not ready for college. It was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Then went to the military and went and got shot at and all these different things. right? And learning from leaders. And then I went from the, like going, you know, starting my career, but I wasn't hitting that peak performance type of level that what I was capable of doing because I had a lot of stuff that was unresolved within my own self. Yeah. And that, that was a huge shift for me. It was looking at and being grateful for everything. Like sense of gratitude, man. If you just put that in, because you are living someone's dream. Someone's dream. Someone is laying at bed at night and just like, I hope and blah, 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 blah. And they're, and they're describing your life. So someone, someone's in the concentration camp. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, like let's keep it. Uh, yeah, let's keep it. I mean, we can turn it up a couple of notches too. We need to. So yeah, I mean, let's keep it a thousand. We are being, we are living mm -hmm. the best lives on earth. You know what I mean? So you got you got to have that perspective. You got to be grateful, and then you got to do something with it. Mm -hmm. And that's that, that's a hard thing for people. Let's talk about that just for a second. And I'm going to pick your brain. So that's the first step: being grateful, right? And then yep. you have a sense of gratitude, and, and you're writing stuff down. And for for me, the way my mind works, I need to write it out so I can visualize and see everything. And once I kind of have a game plan, okay, why am I so grateful? What do I do with it now? What, I mean, what would you, what was, what would be your advice to anyone from that given moment when they wrote, wrote down 30 things, like what do they need to do now? 
So, I, I mean, I think I think we're having a conversation about entrepreneurship, right? I want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and everything goes in entrepreneurship. Everything we do. Everything. Okay. Okay, great, great. So, so look, I mean, I think I think you got to try to there's there's this this concept I'm trying to work through in my brain around you know they talk about product market fit mm-hmm. and and I I'm trying to wrap my head around the idea of purpose market fit okay which is taking that taking that gratitude go, going inward and saying okay I, I'm I'm grateful but what's what's my reason you know what I mean what's 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 my reason <laughs> you know and and I and I get I have say on that I have say on that. What's my reason? You do. And then and then figuring out how does my reason meet some you know how can I make my reason for being here meet some need in the world? There like a real need. And and all the magic happens there. You know what I mean? All the once cuz cuz if you don't if that if your reason doesn't meet a need then that's cool, but it ain't an entrepreneurial thing. Absolutely. It, got to meet a real need that someone is like, oh my God, this relieves pain and I'm happy to pay for it. Happy to pay for it. Right. And then once you do that, then you put all the structures of a business around it. Right. But you need that magic spark. That is that unique reason that you have meeting a real need in the world. Yeah. And it's usually from something that other people don't like to do. It's one little piece of advice I can give to anyone. Look for stuff that people don't want to do. And don't like to do. And if you're really good at it, all you people think they need the websites and all this, all this job. That shit comes later, man. Yes, that's right. I love when they become a CEO of something and they're going to get a business card. Yeah, it's fine if you want to see a, you know that as an accomplishment. Great, and let that motivate you to build everything. But just find whatever that need is, and you inserting that need to want a desire for the marketplace, and you're you're making an impact to the companies, corporations, whatever individuals. All you need is PayPal, Venmo, whatever you need, Bruh. somewhere to collect payments and a freaking email. Bruh. I mean, you just said it, right? I mean, That's you- what you need. And guess capital and you as a venture company, you would know this as capital solves all problems in entrepreneurship. All day, all day. And, and, and that's, so I'm so glad you just said that about like Venmo, PayPal, you know, if you've been an entrepreneur, even five years, mm-hmm. you know, the barriers have dropped so low. I mean, it's just, it's out of control, man. I mean, like even what we're doing right now, you know, it's like we're doing a video show in, across countries with no lag. In the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah. No lag. It's like we're in the same room. And then, and then that same thing gets like pushed out to the rest of the world. I, like, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? 20 years ago, this was completely impossible. Completely impossible. I mean, the damn iPhone isn't even 15 years old. Right. 2007. Do you see the new thing? I don't want to take you off your train of thought. Do you see the new, like, a, what was a keynote that they talked about? All the, the updates and yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. I mean, yeah, go man. ahead, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 5, 5G is going to be out of control, man. You know? Mm-hmm. So, so the bottom line is every tool in the world is free. You can set up, you can set up your business for free. You can operate your business for free. There's no, there's no barrier, but that also means everybody's in. So that's why that point you made about like other people don't like to do it, don't want to do it is so important. You can't be a me too. You know, I got a chapter in my book that says different is better than better. Mm -hmm. Yes. And and man, I love that. You know, and, and it's so true. 
Like if you don't stand out in some really meaningful way, you're screwed. You're screwed. This really easy nowadays and being a top 1% of any industry in the world. Really easy. You know what it takes? Effort. But people aren't willing to put forth the effort needed to separate themselves from everybody else out there. Like you got to have discipline. I mean, yeah, I like eating pizza, but I don't eat pizza every night. Right. You know, <laughs> you can't unless you, you know, you don't start having a heart attack and have all these different problems. Right. So, I mean, are you putting in the work? And that's where you talked, you talked about the expect, right? At, at the very beginning of this, I expect to meet people like you, Marcus. I put in the work. I expect to have a beautiful life. I put in the work. People have people are just scared to put in that work. Like, you just got to move, man. Got to move. You got to move. And that's the competitive advantage I draw from is my sister wasn't born being able to walk and talk and, you know, all these different things and think like we do. And when you watch someone breathe through tubes, man, and, and I'm just relating that to mine. And that's mine. That's my life. That's my story. Not your story, but I, that's something I draw from. I, I don't have to do what I do for a living. I get to do it because she couldn't. I have no reason not to be freaking great. I got no excuse. None. You mentioned free and all these different things. And you know, you just, the different parties or whatever was going on right now with election. They love the word free because they don't have to do shit for it. But <laughs> the missing ingredient is effort. That's the missing ingredient. Because they're pulled from and they're just distracted. Is it maybe just because they're distracted? I mean, Wes, help me out here. Is it they're, they're distracted by other things? They don't know what to do. There's too many fake ass gurus out there that trying to tell them what. Yeah, actually, it goes back to what Marcus said. So the barriers have never been easier, right? Mm -hmm. They've never been lower. But that's what's beautiful. I would rather have lower barriers because then people get to create their own. And in that, in that, that's where our competitive advantage comes in. Right. So if it was if the expectation is already there, then people going into it know this is exactly what I'm going to get myself into. And here's the expectation. Now you get to know who the true winners are because now you can't fake it. You're either going to make it or you're not. And that all comes right back to what you guys said is are you putting in the work or are you not? Right. The next piece from putting in that work is having a sense of direction, in my opinion, because if you don't know where the hell you're going, I mean, how to I mean, what's the point? It's kind of like getting someone all hyped up. That's why motivation is just like fairy dust. I can motivate people. I can give them what they need or whatever they need in that current moment, snapshot in life, whatever that is. But yeah, okay, great. But I got to give them that next piece because if they come for me and they're always motivated and I transfer my energy positively into them and then it's recycling back into me because that's my purpose in life is serving and making an impact. But that they haven't defined theirs yet. So they don't know where to transfer their energy or where to go. They get all hyped up and you see, remember like the football back in the day, like they'll run through like the banners, like the, the cheerleaders will make that shit all week and you run right through it. They'll run right through them and like have no idea what sideline they're on. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> I mean, how much do you see that with entrepreneurship, especially you being, you know, keynote speaker and you probably see it a lot more than I would considering the fact that you speak at a lot of events. Yeah, I, I do. And, and, you know, like for me, there's, there's, there's two different um, versions of that. One is completely understandable and forgivable, right? Which is just the person who they don't have enough experience. And so they, they're going in the wrong direction just because they don't know any better. 
and mm-hmm. they need a little bit of guidance, right? So I run, I actually run into that way more than the other situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people that they, they're just because because they've been they've been miseducated by social media and a bunch of other bull crap out there, and they're just on the wrong path. And it's not you know it's just it, it is what it is. And so that's pretty easy to sort of you know regulate as long as they're coachable. The other one is the person who really hasn't tapped in to like themselves superpower yeah their yeah. superpower yeah they're, they're they're not tapped in yet they, they don't have they don't have a good reason yet they don't have a good why yet you know what i mean and so you even see people who like have good work ethic but they, if if you don't have that if you don't have that why sort of nailed um you know some, some of us are very lucky i mean look i i, I can admit in my circumstance uh i was kind of like all over the place until my until my kids started showing up you know what i mean mm-hmm. My kids grounded me and 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 organized my priorities in a way that I really wasn't willing to do for myself before them. You know what I mean? But once they came into the world, everything about like my all the responsibility, uh, you know, genes kind of kicked in, and it was yeah. like, okay, you've had fun. That shit's over. You have these two kids to take care of. They didn't ask to be here. They're your responsibility. Get your get your mind right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I love that you said that. And not not to cut you off. I love that you said that. You became a father and you, everything got real. And it's like, okay, that part of your life is over with. Yeah. I see so many fathers are lacked of that term. They call themselves fathers because of, because they're actually the dad, but they're not living that life and creating a life for them. You know, I feel so and, bad for them. I feel right, so bad. It's, 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 it's destroying. Like I'm not working the why I'm working as hard as I am. I'm working for my daughter's opinion of me when she's 35. That's how hard I'm working. I, it's it, it's it's sad, man. You know, my I know right now. You know, I dedicated this book to 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 my family, but my boys came first in the dedication. You know, I was mm-hmm. I was most proud to like send them both. You know, signed copies. You know, my my That's amazing, yeah. My son, is, my son is abroad. He's a he's a marine, and so I got to send him a copy, and he was so proud of it. But like, you know, just for my for my boys to be proud of me is like, that's kind of it. I, yeah. I really don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. Like your audience could hate me. I don't really care. <laughs> it's going to be kind of hard to, not to hate you, but yeah. yeah I, I got an audience of two that like, you know, that's, right. that, that, you know, that's, 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 that's what means everything for me. And I feel bad, man. You know, I look, I, I know guys, you know, I feel bad for, for, for guys who, for whatever reason, couldn't pull it together to be present and to be the kind of human beings that their children would be able to be be proud of and look up to mm-hmm. and be like and want to stand on their shoulders. Right. To me, yeah, to I don't me. want you know, and it's like the whole thing is them not resenting you for it as well. How hard you're working oh. and that's something hard, definitely hard as an entrepreneur for some. It's it's sad, man. It's sad, you know, for me. For me, right? I think that you know I actually wrote this down actually in my um, I'm going to call it a really journal. It's just the stuff that I write. I got notepads everywhere in my house. Because <laughs> when I go to when I go to bed at night, my no phone goes in my room and no technology goes in. Thanks. So when I, I when I get up in the morning, I'm going through you know like mind, body, spirit, and tapping in and all the stuff that you know raging wars and just starting my day off that way, and then make my bed and then go take a shower. Right. So that's my day every day. So. And that's where I write down the most. My creative juices are really flowing in the mornings. So I'm, I write down crazy stuff. But I actually wrote down. I was like, you know, I, I heard somebody say this, and, and I might be paraphrasing here, but it was like, you don't want to 
pass away or pass over. And then the, your creator looks at you like oh, who you are at that time and say, you could have been this. Mm-hmm. Well, mine's a little different. And it gave me so much joy and so much motivation that day. And I was struggling that morning. I, don't know, I believe in stuff. There's no coincidence in life. So what mine is, is my sister, me looking at my sister in the face and her being disappointed on what I actually did with my life. Mm. Like if you paid attention, you knew that that was the reason, or you know what I mean? This, you could use this. That was a huge motivation. I don't even think I've communicated that to another soul. This actually, I wrote that down and it gave me so much joy, brought me to tears, of course, because you were, um, what was it? Um, I can't remember what the basketball coach, the one that passed away is, um, John Thompson. Um, no, not John Tom. He was a great basketball coach as well for his own right. When in Georgetown, the, uh, the guy for NC state, he was make a wish foundation thing. Uh, Oh, Jimmy V. Yeah. Jimmy V. Goodness gracious. He's talked about, you know, you want to bring yourself to joy every day and laugh and love and all that stuff. But he talked about crying and that's as in human, as in us being men, not able to shed a tear or showing your emotions or feeling an emotion. And I know this This has everything that pertains to entrepreneurship. And a lot of people are like, what the hell are they talking about? As an entrepreneur, can you explain why that's so important to be in tune with your own emotions, you as a leader? Look, man, um, Chris, I know you and I see this the same way because when we first talked, you know, uh, we, we ran over our time and then you headed right into a workout. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Entrepreneurship is a sport. You are fueled by passion, but your performance is based on how, how, you know, where where you are, you know, Mm -hmm. where where you are. And that is the combination of how, how well you're taking care of yourself, but also like your emotional mind state, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. athletes have sports psychologists. Like, why don't you think elite entrepreneurs don't need psychology? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so. So it's like this idea that we're somehow compartmentalized and like the work we do as entrepreneurs, that that our lives don't impact that is is false, completely mm-hmm. false. You know, I I always sort of knew that. But but two years ago, man, you know, I hit my own bottom with alcohol. You know, I just I just said, look, this is just not this is not productive for me anymore. Right. I mean, and I, and I, and good I, for you. Congratulations. Thanks, man. It's been, it's been five years from five years for myself, October 11th, but yeah, go ahead. I mean, that's a huge thing for people that name may, may need to make that decision. Yeah. Dog, but, but, but isn't that so crazy? Like you and I never even talked about that, right? Yeah, never. never. And that's so crazy. So we didn't even talk about that. And like, I'm not, I'm not going to like groups or anything like that. I made, I, made, I did it. Yeah. Mine too. I made a mindset decision. I said, look, man, you know, am I all in or what? What like mm-hmm. what am I really doing here? You know what I mean? What am I really doing? Like, you know that that, that what, what you what you said about 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 your sister, man, and like you know would she say, hey, have have you done everything with what you you know with what you had? Everything you had, did you did you live out that potential? Look, man, we're we're integrated human beings. We have a left side of our brain. We have a right side of our brain. You know, it's like you you're using both all the time. What do you think? Like you're only using left side of your brain. No, it doesn't mean? shut off. It you're doesn't off show. And the and the emotional stuff isn't impacting you. You know, you think you, if you don't have a balanced mindset, like when you go into that sales pitch, like like you, you don't think those things impact you. They, everything is everything comes into play. Everything, everything, 
everything is everything. And crying is about processing. It's about it's about allowing emotions to process. Mm-hmm. You, you don't think like if you keep that stuff bottled up, it's not going to come out as rage because it's suppressed. Yeah, it will because your mind doesn't know the difference. Yes, your mind doesn't know the difference, and it, especially if you're lacking certain human needs in life, and you're overcompensating. And when for myself, and I'm only speaking for myself for this with alcohol, it wasn't like really a huge problem where I needed to deal with it, but it was enough of a problem for myself where I wasn't focused on the things that are most important to me in life and me not living with regret of going, it started off, Hey, I'll make it. Cause it was October. So I was like, I'll make it to Thanksgiving. Well, I'll make it to Christmas. I'll make it to new year's. I'll make it to my birthday in April. I'll make it to you know, make it through the summer. You know, that's big in Charleston, right? <laughs> Going, yeah. Everybody in Charleston, you, you live in Nashville. It's very similar with that. Just no beach. But, and then you go into like, all right, I'll make it through football season. You know, American yeah. football, yeah, big yeah, thing yeah. for myself. And I was like, shit, I made it a year. That's it. And then I went back and measure and reassess how much, re- what were the, what were the results? And then when I saw that impact, now it's about my life. And, and, and Doug, what, what I see, uh, this is like now, now, now I'm tapped in, man. So, <laughs> so here's, here's what's so crazy, man. You know, anybody who has interacted with you would say, yo, that dude's energy is through the roof, through the roof. And, and I don't care what you say. There's no way that that's disconnected. Like, I know you've always, you've always had that energy, but you've, but what you've really done is you've removed the falsehood. You're, yeah. tapped, you're tapped in, man. You're plugged into the real source now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So every day you wake up. And so like, it, it's hard for me to describe the feeling of power of the energy. Yes, dude. Because I recycle it all day long. I'm plugged in. It's like an iPhone. I'm plugged in all day. Flywheel. It's a flywheel, man. I'm plugged in. And where I failed before is that I didn't transfer my energy positively into all the other areas of my life and aligning the, and bridging the gap. So that's why I said I, there's three legs of my day that I need to win. But there's a lot of daily tasks and certain things that need to take place because if I don't do it, and the more that your mind does things, the more that you accomplish goals and accomplish certain legs of your day, then when you don't do it that day, like what the hell's missing? Then you're living in the back of your mind of always playing catch up. I'm the kind of person where I need to get it and I need to have a fast start. I'm just, that's just my personal preference. Like, so when I'm watching a football, if I was playing football, I'm going to line up and I'm going to slap somebody in the mouth and I'm going to make an impact. I'm going to win the first play, right? You got to set the tone, baby. It's going to be a long day for you. And that's how I do with my day. It's going to be a long day for you now because I've already won the first leg. Damn sure not going to lose the second one. That's right. And that's where it all comes from. And yeah, you talked about that energy and being 100% plugged in. And that's why I think that, you know, the frequency that we put out, only people are going to stay around or attached to that. This is all I want to talk about right now. You know what I mean? Feel free, please. Because I I don't think a lot of people... I I, I wrote this book. It's all about entrepreneurship. You know, buy it, whatever. I have like a bunch of... (laughs) I talk about the businessy business, business stuff. You know what I'm saying? But like the thing, like if 2020 <laughs> is going to teach us anything, okay, it's that 
everything matters. Mm-hmm. It all matters, right? And the thing I'm noticing is the people who in this year are thriving, are managing to thrive, are the ones who who have, in advance of this, been tending to everything. They've right. been tending to the well-being. They've, you know, they've built the work ethic. They've built the mindset because this is, look, this is a tough year from a mindset perspective, right? right? Like if your psychic self-defense isn't on like your level, you're going to get taken out. Mm-hmm. You're going to get taken out. If you don't have a strong- Sometimes you'll be taken out by, your, by yourself. That's right. That's right. You know, the 24 hour news cycle and look, lots of people are dying. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. It needs to be addressed. Yeah. It's real stuff happening, right? And it's like, and look, it ain't gonna get better anytime soon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> well, you think this is after the election and after all this stuff, it's just it's just gonna go on for a while. This is yes, yes, you know, and so I look, I, I entrepreneurs are, you know, look, we're, we're being let down by our by our political leaders, man. You know, the entrepreneurs are, are who we're gonna have to rely on, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. The people who are no bullshit, the people who are actually providing value, the people who are creating solutions where there's no bureaucracy. It's like, you know, helping people, getting people jobs, getting people fed. You know, we've lost millions of jobs. We need new businesses to create new jobs for people. Mm -hmm. Like we got to pour into the entrepreneurs and the entrepreneurs need to know it ain't just about the ones and zeros and like it's about you. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that comes from the podcast. Well, I mean, you, you go look at podcasting. Yeah. The top podcasts out there aren't from, I guess you would say, the ones that have a huge team. Is the ones that they're trying to bring impact with people. And a lot of people are doing it incorrectly. They're just trying to sell, 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 sell. And with their sponsorship, whatever they're doing, right? Yeah. But we try to, I, we give more away on our show than people actually buy or purchase for a hundred, hundred grand. If they go back and listen to the listen to some of the information that the guests bring on and for couples first couple seasons and whatnot, because that's we that's where we put in the work. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors and bullshit out there, man. That as soon as you get a little close, and you start to realize that when that smoke kind of goes away, like this is all bullshit, <laughs> right? Like you have no substance. There's no substance to you. Um, Steve Sims, do you know him yet? Have you Not- met him? Yeah, it's um he's a great guy, right? We've had him on the show and he and he had a clip, I don't know what it was, some pe- piece of content and I've actually said it to other people. If an entrepreneur is supposed to be this guru and they're coming out and they're selling on stage and selling a product service or good, but if they they made all their money from that product and service and good, don't buy that shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't buy it. Yeah, because right. it, that it's true. And that's what I love about you is that there's a lot of layers to you. Yeah, this this is this is my labor of love. This is not like, you know, I'm going to make all my money from venture capital. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is not this. And no no people who are listening to this, I'm not going to invest in them. They're not they, you know what I mean? They're not the, this, right. this, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is this is this is my it's 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 my gospel, man. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's it's my truth. This this is how I found a path to to liberated life you know to a to a life that is authentic and pure and clean for me where i control my time i you know people talk about money i'm like how about your time there we go that's what money creates is time if you know what you're looking at yeah i'm gonna peel back that what you just said right there because time is the only non-renewable resource in life we don't get any of that shit back yes none of it and the impact you have on others i think it was muhammad ali is just that 
the is the greatest currency in life talking about the rent you pay on earth is your with, with your body right is how the impact you have on us is how you're serving and that's what people look for indirectly rather than seeking it is that what you how you made them feel and i know how i felt when i was raging wars within my own self and i wasn't aligned i just felt off like i was really good at work but I was awful in my personal life. I had a really shitty personal life because I didn't know what to do with that energy. Yeah. I had no, I, there's nothing I'm like, so by the time what Thursday Thursdays came and Fridays and by the time, you know, I was partying all week and by the time I get to Monday, I was like, well, finally going to come back to work. Holy shit. I was going to kill myself and go two more days because I was going, because I, you think I go hundred percent. I go hundred percent every area of my life. hundred percent. There's no dial it back. Nah, man, I'm bringing it. Like, what'd you do today? When I'm bringing it. Let's go. So that's something that is hard for people. And and I'm, the question I want to ask you, and you talked about, you know, congratulations on sobriety. And for, you said two years? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be two years on uh, Thanksgiving. Congratulations. Thank so you. two, what was, I mean, what was the deciding factor? Was it a, was it a bunch of different, I'm not trying to get too personal with this, yeah. but I think it's important for people to talk about yeah. because a lot of people, they may be having something that they're, you know, sub subconsciously self-sabotaging themselves. And that's what I was doing, sabotaging myself. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I got to a point, I mean, look, there, there were particular things that were like troubling, you know, okay. uh, you know, one in particular was I had a, I had a blood test and like, it was clear, like I was headed in the wrong direction with liver, right. with uh, liver enzymes, you know, which is like completely fixed itself. You know, it doesn't take long. You just stop killing yourself. You know? Right, yeah. <laughs> But, um, but you know, that was, that was a bit of a, like, that's a real red flag for me. You know what I mean? But, but honestly, it was much more like I had gotten used to waking up with hangovers. I had gotten used to, to, to pushing through that, you know what I mean? To kind of pushing through the, the, the slog. It was self-inflicted. Yeah. yeah. So many self-inflicted wounds. And I just, I just got to this point where I was like, I'm sure at one point in my life, this used to be fun. <laughs> well, I don't know when the hell that was. Yeah. I can't remember when that was anymore. This is now, it's just a net negative. And, um, and I got too much to live for. I got too much still to do, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, you know, what I, I'll, I'll tell you this much. I did not imagine how good I would feel. Oh man. It's, it's like something else. Um, oh, man, I didn't know that you couldn't have told me how good I feel now. I'm like, what the hell? What was I doing all those years? Like I felt so good all the time, all mm-hmm. the time. You yeah, know? I don't like I don't like to, anything to change my frame of mind. Anything, no, no. anything to change the frame of because if it changes my mind, it changes the way that I'm alters the way that I'm thinking. It's going to make. I mean, there's a lot of people counting on me, man. A lot of people. I feel you. I mean, there's people that work with us. I don't say work for us, but work with us. That you know, their families, their communities. That I mean, there's it goes list goes on and on and on and on. And I'm not going to be able to look them in the face if I fail. Like there's a lot of people that they don't, their purpose is not defined enough or they're, they haven't figured out what that is. They latch their purpose onto mine because it's strong enough to be able to deal with it. And they're believing in me and that believing in you, but you got to believe in yourself first. And you have to know when yourself, you know, you're self-afflicting your own wounds. Like what, why are you doing this? It's kind of like the, the story about the snake and the, the saw. The snake you know, went inside of his garage and it, it, it nicked it, 
nicked himself on the saw and then he looked at the saw and then latched himself on and the clothes tighter he got and tighter he got the more angry he got right end up killing himself it's a good story and it's a really good story especially with people that struggle with anger problems like myself, like I'm, you know, hundred percent. Right. And that's where I really become more hundred percent authentic on who I was. I, I lead with my failures rather than the, my accomplishments on the stuff that I overcome and I'm still overcoming because I have an issue. I had an issue with, I guess you would say verbalizing my feelings because I was suppressing my emotions Yeah, for sure. the longest time. And I was masking it by success and alcohol. Yep. Because Chris is good, makes money, right? Multi-millionaire, right? Everybody's good, the identity. But I was drinking, but I was self-sabotaging myself at night. People had no idea because it was, you know, like you said, you know, overcoming the hangover part was self-inflicted. I, like, I had a whole system, right? Two big-ass Gatorades, BC powder, and I was ready to make it go, go to the gym, sweat it out, make it happen. I was back in there, baby, and I was making it happen. I'm like, where y'all motherfuckers been all day? Like, by the time they walked into work, I was like, I've been up for fucking four hours. Like, I, two hours before that, prior to me getting myself back into my, the groove and getting myself ready, I was drunk as hell. So, <laughs> you got to learn how to manage it. But that if there's something that anyone can learn out there from this, and, you know, us leading with our failures and something very vulnerable, don't, don't get it twisted. Like, it comes from you taking action. You think that shit's... You think for years that I drank when I was in the military and all the stuff in my career and before five till now five years sober and, you know, making a lot of decisions with my own body, my own mind and all these things and all the great things. I can't go back. No, I can't go back because I'm an all in type of dude. Like you give me one. That's going to be it's going to be a long weekend (laughs) and it might start on a Tuesday. So and I I want to say something about about that, because, um, you know. I, I know that for me in the very beginning, one of the things that was most helpful was I, I have a great primary care physician who like I can come mm-hmm. to talk to about, about a bunch of this stuff. And when I made the decision that I wanted to stop drinking, he, he, he did like one of the best, the best things I think anybody can do. And I, and I just want to like right in this moment, because somebody that's listening to this is identifying with this, but like hasn't quite made that decision yet. Yeah. Right? So I, I want to just share with them what he shared with me was he said, he said, that's great. I hope you know, like, you know, there was nothing wrong with you before and that alcohol and that alcohol was a tool. It was a tool. It's a pretty effective tool. It's just got some pretty nasty side effects and you just need to learn new tools. You know, and for me, those new tools were therapy and meditation, you know, particularly. And I, and and I've, I've incorporated some breath work for other people. There may be other tools, but what it is, is you, you have to learn how to deal with that, crazy ass conversation that's going on in your head. I drank to keep that conversation like at bay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I now realize it was a tool that I used. It was effective at that, but it just had some really nasty side effects mm-hmm. that were really compounding as I got older, right? right? The side effects were compounding as I got older. So just understand like, you know, and also we all learn how to drink from society. We learn socially. We learn from our family. Tons, bro. Learned behavior. Like, I'm from the South, man, and played. It's like, and I went to one of the one of the coolest colleges, Columbus University, is like college football. Like, holy shit! I mean, like people in Charleston look at you like, what's wrong with you? What do you mean you don't want to have a, a drink? That's right. Like something's wrong with you. That's right. Like you, right. 
It's like sweet tea. <laughs> so, and they even made a vodka out of it, sweet tea vodka. And it's the freaking distillery downtown. So, I mean, that's the whole thing. You got to get it. And what helped me is I got myself away from that surrounding. Like being in the UK, yeah, people start drinking at 10 a.m. and stuff like that here. But the, it's, it's very diverse. There's a lot of cultures, different. And, you know, all I did was I traded, I guess you'd say the obsessiveness and the routine and giving me something to do was entrepreneurship. So now I was addicted to success and I I took, I needed a different vice and that was my vice, but that's a, that's a recipe for disaster. It was for myself because it's all I wanted to do, but there was, I needed to transfer energy again when I was done and I wasn't doing it because it was, I I had to have alone time and you're alone time. You can destroy yourself. Yes. Yes. Destroy yourself. You can't have the, you can't have an empty hole. You have to mm-hmm. hold the, like that's why I said for me, I replaced that tool with therapy and meditate meditation yeah. because I needed something, I needed another activity that I could say, I used to do this, now I do now I do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and 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 I'm not I'm not prescribing that for anyone else. I'm simply saying it works for you and everyone and that's what's so beautiful about every human on this planet. We're born unique and special in our own little way. That's right. That's right. We all got our own unique code. And that's part of the fun of life is like mm-hmm. unlocking our own code, like figuring out what makes me tick. Like what, you know, what's the, what's the answer for me? You know, right. I just want to, I need to, I'm in a kind of a, a situation where I, 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 I'm, I made that decision a long time ago. I was a huge nerd growing up, but I, I masked that with being really good at sports. <laughs> so wow. like they didn't beat me up. Cause I was, I can run up. You know what I mean? I could play, I could play some ball, but I now I, I try to learn something new. I saw somewhere I think Wes shared with me that he learned how to what is it Cubic's cube thing? Whatever. Oh, Rubik's cube. Yeah. yeah, Rubik's cube. He learned how to do that, whatnot. And he's like, well, "How'd you learn?" It's like, I don't know, YouTube. You know, <laughs> so yeah. like, but us as entrepreneurs, we need to find, we need to take our mind and do work on something else and putting our attention on something yes. that's exciting for you. I mean, Wes, why did you? I mean. Do it. I mean, you need one of those on your desk and just do it for people. And it was like, how the hell is he yeah. doing this? Good conversation, yeah. starter. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's actually um, the reason why I even did it in the first place was I, I had so much going on in my businesses at that time that I was like, I feel like I'm too tunnel vision to be able to make proper decisions. Yeah. And I'm like, I need something that completely shifts my focus away so that I can bring it back. And so my whole thing was I was going to sit down on a Sunday, no technology and figure out how to do this Rubik's cube. And I realized that I don't know how to do a Rubik's cube and I can't figure out how to do a Rubik's cube. So instead of not being on technology, I spent five hours on YouTube instead. <laughs> figuring out how to do a, a Rubik's cube. So, but yeah. what that did for me was it helped me be able to clear my mind away from everything else. And then, ref- that, but that, that lesson allowed me to go back and refocus myself on what I needed to do. That's mm-hmm. dope, man. Right. Um, and then do, right, right somewhere you do a lot of martial arts. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not doing it right now because of the pandemic, but right. um, it is it is a it's a true passion of mine. I, I you know I, I was I was an athlete as mm-hmm. you. Um, and while I played football and I loved it and I was good at it, my main thing was wrestling. I was a state wrestling champion, and so I've got all that kind of like pugilistic stuff kind of you know baked into my muscle memory. And so martial arts, I love it. Um, I got a black belt in in a Korean martial art called Hapkido, and then I was I was on the path to um, starting from white belt and, and working my way up in Brazilian jiu-jitsu when when mm-hmm. everything kind of went went nuts. But uh, you know, as soon as it gets back, I'm gonna get back at it, man. I love it. I, I love mm-hmm. being out on the mat. It's a it's a, it's a it's a place of great equality. 
It is. Oh man, that's beautiful. Well said. Yeah. Um, that was that struck when we started working on a lot of things. I started working on my physical physique and my health again, and I did that for like what the last nine months. I'm, I've shedded so much weight, like holy shit! But I feel great. I feel light on my feet. None of my clothes fit, which is a beautiful thing. It's like whenever this thing opens up and go for a huge ass wardrobe. <laughs> like who's this guy? Like I'm not gonna be the British guy with the the, the smoking pipe and the you know I'm not gonna look like that. It's all good. I'm, I know where I come from, right? So, <laughs> but my thing was what motivated me because I love I love boxing. And I boxed for 21 years. And a lot of people don't know this about me when, you know, even from, from that part of me even boxing going into the Navy and whatnot. So I love boxing. And you can learn a lot from yourself of you being the only person in that ring for three minutes. And three minutes, it's a long motherfucking round. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long way to go. And you only got a three-minute break every intervals in three minutes and three minutes and three minutes. And by the time you get to the fourth round, you punch yourself out. Man, you can't hold your hands up. You're done. That whoever that is is going to light you up like a Christmas tree. So right. mine was going back and just getting myself in the because there's different types of in shape. Like I'm not in shape by any means. Yeah, I get, if I get in a ring for one minute, I might lose. You know what I mean? Like course muscle memory and stuff comes out. I might be able to hold my own for a little while, but my endurance isn't there. Um, and it's all footwork. And so I know for myself that that's my goal for myself is getting myself back into that type of physique and that type of in shape where I can go spar, you know, eight rounds. And England is one of the best places to go do that because that's where boxing comes from. Yeah. Yeah. English boxing. Right. So in these guys down here, I mean, you, you think these guys aren't, these guys aren't tough. They can't even speak English in the first place. I mean, no offense to people out here in England, but they can't speak English. And when they open their mouth, they got no teeth. They're, they're like, they're ready to rot, man. They're like, you ain't even fighting yet. I'm like, there's mouth guards and stuff, bro. Like, <laughs> you don't have to live like this anymore. This this is not when y'all ruled the world. So I don't know, man. You ever That's a release. And we talked about that. You need that release and transferring energy. And, and, and also like that, that sense of, we, I love what you talked about. You being the, it's just you. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's just you. You're in there by yourself, and people can coach you and tell you what to do, but it's just you and that other person. You know, there's your a instincts are gonna come. You're gonna instincts are gonna kicked in. If someone pressured me and I'm on my back foot and I'm on my back, my back feet, I'm not actually putting. I'm counter counter reacting to things. That's not the world that I like to live in, especially in boxing. Not not the world you want to live in. Once you get your someone on the back foot, you control the fight. It's yeah, man. I, you know, I, I just, I just love that, that feeling of the, the rawness of that, of that competition, just you mm -hmm. versus somebody else, which is really you versus you. You know what I mean? It is. It is hundred um, percent. And I, I, I love it. I, I got to do, I, I feel so fortunate before everything shut down. Um, I got to do a tournament, uh, just about an hour away in, in Kentucky and, and I won, but it was, you know, it's the first time I've been on the mat in a competitive situation in a while and it brought everything back it was like oh wow man you know what i mean like, like like my heart started beating fast you know what i mean and then like you know all the all the faking out and then after about a minute i was like oh okay okay i'm back home yeah yeah it takes me to get punched and once i get once i get rocked once i get hit and then that i'm knowing you got to get my attention yeah. so i'm i'm very aggressive even when i was playing you know obviously different type of football you you got to hold we haven't even talked about that for the soccer stuff and soccer thing that you started in in nashville and i think that's really amazing but me with American football is like I'll transfer. I was always a small guy, 
but I was low to the ground. I'll smack the shit out of you. So <laughs> I'm, I'll try I'm a lot. I'm a, I'm a, you're going to get your attention. I'm going to get your attention. I've been hit by, by little dudes up under the helmet. They don't even see me coming. Like out of nowhere, you know, <laughs> out of nowhere, whop. And then you really lay into someone, they're like, that little son of a bitch, you know, like, I'm going to get you and they'll chase you around the whole game. Now I've taken you out of your whole game plan. <laughs> yep. it, 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 it's nasty. It's not, a, it's not a good look, man. It's not a good look. I've, <laughs> I've, been, I've been knocked out on the football field before, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I heard so many concussions that I think that I've accumulated over the years and, and probably just the dumbest things in the world. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I don't even know. Like, I remember even being in the military and you know, like the flashbangs were training, training, training to our eyes bleed. But mm -hmm. I in like doing a search and seizure and I entered a room a little about, about maybe a second too early. Mm. And I came in and the other person, obviously you go when you're tapping, right? And you're going in and you search seizure and I was clearing the room and that flashbang went off and bam. And literally I was on the ground. All I'm going to hear is yeah, sure. that's what it, that's what a, that's and I think that's probably why I was so good with hangovers anyway because I felt like that my whole time because <laughs> I could deal with like me not feeling right. <laughs> uh, Wes, I mean, anything you would like to add to any of this craziness that we're having a conversation about? <laughs> I, I, no, I mean, really, I think what I would what I would tell the listeners is, you know, pay attention to the focus on yourself. Right? And I think I said this once not too long ago in the training. I said you have to be, you know, selfish in order to be selfless. Right? And yet you need to focus on yourself. And that's the barriers that are in your way are the barriers that have been created through your experiences and the barriers that you put on yourself. And it's not adding more. It's about shedding off in order to be able to actually get to where you're trying to go and, and get to that, you know, being in a, getting to that place of alignment, because that's the most freeing thing in the world. And so I'll tell people, go back and listen and pay attention to that piece and how how much that actually contributes to being you being successful in anything that you do more so than any strategy or anything that we could have even talked about today. So. Uh, that's well done. See how you did, see how he's so yeah. great at this. Nice. He's so great at this. He'll die. He'll, I got literally, he won't probably pay attention for the first like 30 minutes. And I'm like, Hey, Wes, and he didn't explain it. I'm like, I don't even know if he's paying attention for the first like, <laughs> Sometimes I get a little long winded is what we do. And I'm asking you questions. Our job is to ask you the questions and get it out of you. Right. And yeah. that's what people, you know, so many listeners love about our show and so blessed. And thank you guys for, you know, tuning in every single week. And they're asking for more episodes. <laughs> they're like, I need more one in, one in a week. I'm like, hey, relax. I guess I got to make money, bro. So, <laughs> but these guys are tuning in and every episode is different. It's like a curb your enthusiasm show. It's like every show is different. Right. Right. <laughs> well, Everyone is different. I, I, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, Chris is great to chop it up with you, man. And, and uh, Wes, you know, thank you for, for helping to make sense out of this crazy conversation that we're having. Right. right. Yeah, definitely. For sure. I mean, like, what are you into nowadays? I'm like, is there anywhere that, you know, are, cause a lot of our listeners, they really do a great job of reaching out to you guys Yeah. when you come on and they'll reach out to us and they'll do it indirectly. And we're kind of people that, I mean, you know me, we've had a couple conversations, right? I'm an open book, bro. Like you need anything from me. You just need to say something. Squeaky wheel gets to grease. So Same. like, how can our, I mean, how can they find you or where, where, where can we point them in the, in the right direction? Man, you know, I, I, I need to take a, you know, a note out of your book and just put the trademark at the end of my name, because basically like Marcus Whitney, 
if you Google it, if you put MarcusWhitney.com in, if you go into any of the social networks and mm -hmm. you search Marcus Whitney, it's me. I own the handle. You know, Marcus at Marcus Whitney is my email address. Go on LinkedIn. You can connect with me there. You know, you can subscribe to my email newsletter at MarcusWhitney.com. So just trying to make it easy. If you know my name, you can find me online. It's, right, right. You, you pick the channel. I'm, I'm probably there. This is depending on how you like, whatever, however you like to consume your content. Yeah, that's I mean, right. pretty much anywhere and everywhere, like I, just the way I'm it is. Podcast. Okay, I'm there too. You know, it's, it's like you, you go to your channel, you search for Marcus Whitney, you'll find me. I promise. Yeah. I mean, you, I think that anyone will find what they're looking for if they really want it. They really want to consume it, and that's the main thing. I mean, I've had people up going on other shows like yourself soon, right? And I'm going on other shows now, and I'll come on their show. <laughs> And I've got actually a message. I don't know who was Wes. I can't remember. I think it was either it was Kobe or was it Justin sent me a message. It was like, I haven't had a review on iTunes in like six months, and like no one leaves reviews anymore. And he goes, <laughs> someone sent a nice review. Is like that shit was fire. I don't know who that guy was, but this is great. I'm gonna go look him up. <laughs> this was great, but it wasn't. It's just a conversation. It's not what I'm saying or what the other person is saying. It's about who needs to hear it at that time. That's right. That's what it's all about. So, so one day someone's going to be like Marcus Whitney once said, and I'm going to hear someone say that. And I'm like, I know that guy. <laughs> I can introduce him to you. You know what I mean? I can, I can connect you. It's, it's the, it's, it's the beauty of, of this platform, man. It's like, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, by hosting my show, I, I get way more than the time I give, you know, in doing it, yeah, you know, me too. Network, the learnings, the conversations, the processing of my own thoughts, uh, it's it's the biggest gift in the world to me. So I'm sure you feel the same way, man. It a hundred percent. And I, I think that's something for the listeners to really pay attention to as well. Sometimes you need a different source an outlet to make sense of your own craziness and to validate your own craziness. That's where it has come from. The show is Wes and I having conversations. And then we're like, we should record this shit. <laughs> <laughs> we should record this and just get it out there. Like that's what podcasting is all about anyway. It's just someone eavesdropping on our conversation and they feel like they're a part of that conversation. That's right. That's right. Yo, fellas, I got a fundraising call to do. But I, hey, I, can, I can go all night. But anyways, appreciate you coming on, man. And I'll let my, you know, our team, you know, be in touch. And, you know, whenever time you need me for anything, just yell out the window and I'll come, I'll come running. Y'all, sure. thank you for letting me be a all part. Right. Man. It's been a pleasure, right. Mark. Thank hey, you. Take care, man. Peace. Bye -bye.